The official version is what six Baltimore police officers claimed after they were charged for their roles in his death. Their trials are over, and none of them were found guilty. The same officer has arrested this dude a couple of times. Here's Shadow Man's take from his people, his West Baltimore community. To many of those folks, the fact that Freddie had priors from drug charges means very little. On Freddie's side of Baltimore, cops mess with you. Criminal record or not, it's just like that. What you're going to hear won't sound like community-minded policing. This is just one story that's risen to the top of so many about black men and women, hurt, sometimes killed from police antagonism. This is what Shadow's version means. Freddie C. Dude, like, oh, here we go with this bullshit. He take off running. I ain't did nothing, but they, I, I ain't never had to do nothing before, and I don't feel like going through this shit. So naturally, cops have this thing they tell you, don't run them or make you pay for it. The police caught up to Freddie on the north edge of the Gilmore Homes projects. That's where Freddie was arrested and placed in a police van. Neighbors caught some of that on cell phone video. Freddie eventually lapsed into a coma and was dead a week later from spinal injuries sustained during his van ride. Shadow drives us over to Gilmore Homes. At Pressbury Street, between North Bruce and North Mount, he pulls up in his van and cuts the engine. So there's just the rain and the rest of his story. Right here, that's where he died at. He literally stayed right here. The officer was coming down the street when he spotted him right there on camera and he took off running this way. The bike cop jumped down and tackled him. They took his ass back there and beat the shit out of him until the boys came out here with cameras. They took his ass back there and beat the shit out of him. That's the part of the story that the official version left out. The part of the story that feels like truth in this neighborhood since Freddie was killed. On the side of a four-story red brick building, someone's painted a memorial. The name Freddie Gray is spray-painted inside a blue cloud that's got a golden halo and two big downy white wings stretched to the sky, ready for flight. Shadow Man said this to me, Freddie might be the lucky one. We're the ones who still got to live in this shit. After Freddie Gray's death in Baltimore, protests, looting, and fires made international news. What? Watch out. <laughs> the Justice Department launched an investigation into Baltimore's police department. And much of the report slams the BPD for rough-riding the First and Fourth Amendment rights of black folks up and down the city's streets. This moment that feels like police have declared open season on black America, it goes back a long, long way. So tell me a little bit more about what life was like for you growing, growing up here in this neighborhood, but also just in Baltimore. What was Baltimore like back in the day for you as a kid? Ah, it was a lot of fun. Um, we're walking up Noynton right now from Mount Royal Terrace. Neil Franklin's in his late 50s. A former law enforcement officer, he saw how the war on drugs reshaped the way police interact with black communities. And there's a little intersection here of Newington and an alley. This was our favorite hangout spot right here. We're in northern Baltimore in Reservoir Hill, the neighborhood where he grew up. And we would sit here and we would do things that we weren't supposed to do. We were mischievous. We'd sit here and 
and drink some wine and maybe a beer or two or something like that. How old were you? <laughs> it was in my early teens, you know, 13, 14, 15. I'm going to say this again. Policing in America has a history of going hard after black folks. Some of the earliest police patrols were set up to capture and discipline slaves. In the 1960s, black activists formed a national movement to fight police brutality in black neighborhoods. But as we walk around Neil's childhood home, he remembers the cops a little differently. The police would turn the corner right up here at Park Avenue and come down in the car. And he'd stop right here and and we knew him. And they'd wind the window down and we'd tuck whatever we were doing behind us and he'd call us over to the car. And he'd say something like, yeah, I know what you're doing. And we, you know, we'd joke about it and smile and he says, but you know,